Welcome to episode 49 of No Shot Clock, the Chicago High School Basketball Podcast. This is a big one. It's the holiday tournament edition. We're going to break down the big ones, try to hit on as many of the little ones as we can. And we're going to do a little format where we hit the favorite challenger, sleepers, storylines, our best first round matchups, and then do some predictions with the semis and the titles. Uh, I'm Michael Bryan from the Chicago Sun-Times. Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Hoops Report is here with me. And uh, we are going to start things out right away, jump right in with Proviso West. Yeah, Mike, I, I'm i interested. We have not talked at all about what we think or feel of these tournaments, really at all. And who who is your favorite? Is it Morgan Park or Young? You going Morgan Park? It was, um, yeah, that was difficult for me. I agree. I, I'm going Morgan Park, but if Justin Boyd was healthy, I might go with Young. Right, um, Justin Boyd, who's who sat out the game with Simeon uh, when we're recording this was was last night, is expected to be back within a week if everything is good to go. Uh, we'll see, but you're right. I mean they they miss his scoring punch, his versatility out in the perimeter, but. Uh, I, it's funny you said that because if Justin Boyd is completely healthy and is that 10 to 12 point per game guy, I tend to make Young the favorite. But uh, either way, I think Morgan Park, Young are your top two teams. I think you know that's your your, your stiffest challenger. I, I think uh, the opposite, along with maybe a Fenwick. But you know, I I I, I don't know. If Justin Boyd's healthy. I give the edge to Young though. I, I I like what I see with Young's offensive abilities. Um, yeah, Xavier Castaneda really stepped up against Simeon. That was the best I've ever seen him play, to be honest. Yeah, that's the guy, Mike, that I know I was, I don't want to say guilty of, but I did a lot of pumping up of Xavier Castaneda last year. And, you know, that's the guy I saw. That's the guy you would see glimpses of, but injuries have hampered him. Um, he's missed time here and there. You know, he's just a junior still, but, you know, Whitney Young is just a team, I think, that is going to continue to get better because they do have some young players who were force-fed some minutes last night against Simeon. But um, it's going to be interesting to see because we, we've talked a lot about Morgan Park in the last week or, or last podcast or so. And, uh, you know, I, they're they're not unbeatable. This is not a juggernaut of a Morgan Park team. But uh, they do have the best player in the entire tournament, Niall D'Souma. Yeah, one thing I, think, I feel like the – tournament organizers really missed out in this proviso west i think it would have been pretty fun to have a morgan park lincoln way west opener right yeah yeah i would have i mean you could have with lincoln way west struggles uh, yeah i mean the, the, like seed wise or you know all that kind of matchup stuff it would work yeah. but you're right uh much more appetizing than morgan park Steuben. <laughs> little marco uh, petnato could he do it again seems unlikely yeah. but, uh, who, but uh, who's your sleeper here joe well I, I i'm going with uplift i don't know uh you know they they play a tough first round game which we're gonna get to in a second i don't know what my picks but I, I i think up demarius jacobs is really i i guess he i had two college coaches talk to me who were down in st louis i think they're playing st louis uh, in a game last week, and said Demarius Jacobs was just incredible, and he's putting up some monster numbers. So I, I think Uplift has a little bit of proof to prove. I think they have something to a, a little chip on their shoulder. Uh, they got to get through that that 
which I'll, you know, my best first round matchup, which is Uplift Proviso West, the eight thirty game, that opening night. You know, Proviso West is always charged up that first game at in their own floor. So, but I, I think Uplift uh, is my sleeper. I think the you know they're. You know, I, I think they can play with Morgan Park if they can get to that semifinal. My sleeper is St. Joseph. I think we've definitely been down on them. They've been out of the rankings for a while. They've taken it on the chin from some teams, but the talent is there. You know, they usually play very well at Proviso West. I think they have a tough opening matchup. That's my toughest first-round matchup. I think the St. Joe's Up-Larkin game yeah. is a little tougher than Proviso West Uplift just because we don't really know what Joe's is going to show up. But I think I can see this team making a run. I'm not as sold on Uplift as some people, so I like their bracket. I think I could see Joe's getting through to the semis, you know, if they can knock off that first round game. I think, you know, and there's a nice matchup there. That'd be a lot of fun, Uplift versus Joe's. You know, it's Marquise Walker versus Marquise Jacobs, the two sophomore Yeah, two guards. sophomore point guards. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I, it's funny you said that because I think the complete opposite of you with, but in the same regard. And I like Uplift's bracket because St. Joe's has struggled so much. So our two sleepers would theoretically meet if they can get through our two toughest first round games in the second round. So that'll be a great matchup if it materializes. Um, how about your uh, semi pick? I mean, you, you got Morgan Park and Joe's. I got Morgan Park uplift. How about that? Uh, the, the bottom bracket. It's hard for me to see the bottom bracket going any other way. You know, the young Fenwick. Yeah. Yep. That seems like yeah, a no brainer. I agree. And then uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go young over Morgan Park and a close one in the championship. I got Morgan Park over Fenwick. All right. I see Fenwick right. pulling off that win if they get through. Yeah, I mean, I, that, again, that would not be a shocker. I think those are the three best teams, Morgan Park, Young, and Fenwick. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, just another note, another team with a lot to prove is Hillcrest. Yeah. I, I, I think Hillcrest... You and I were both high on them. They they had a ton of talent back. You know, I wouldn't say they've struggled, but they haven't quite lived up to what we thought in early going. But they play a tough schedule, and they would get, you know, if they can get by Proviso East, they would play uh, Morgan Park in the second round. But I think it's a big opportunity for Hillcrest to kind of flex their muscles. No doubt about it. They need to do something um, for sure. Let's move on to the loaded field down at Pontiac absolutely loaded i mean this is this is a dynamite field with the best first round games the best potential second round games and then you've got your arguably is Simeon number two in your in rankings yeah right so you got one and two uh <clears throat> curie's the favorite for me until you know further notice and um i, I just think they are playing at a really high level. I talked about it as a program. I think they play with a lot of confidence these days, Mike, and uh, they, they've gotten over a lot of humps as far as, you know, sectionals and, and, and state titles and um, winning Pontiac. So all that stuff is by the wayside for them. It's just going out now and and, and playing and, and not having to live up to that kind of stuff of trying to get over the hump on things. Uh, and then I think it's easy to say there's two really top challengers in Joliet West and Simeon. I mean, I, they're kind of 1A and 1B to me as far as top challengers. Yeah, I think uh, Curie's clearly the favorite. 
they also are the most likely to win because I think they have a significantly easier path than Joliet West or Simeon. I mean, you never want to play Pontiac in that opening game, but I hear that the Pontiac people say this is a pretty lousy Pontiac team. So it's hard to see them making a run. And that second round game would be West Aurora or Danville. And I think that's significantly easier than the Oak Park St. Charles North winner that Simeon would have or Joliet West would meet up with Bloom or Manuel. So Curie has the most talent, they're number one, and they have the clearest road through into the semis. So they're definitely the favorites. And, and obviously Simeon and Joliet West are both unbeaten. Simeon was looked, you know, very good against Young again last night. Uh, and I don't want to go without saying Madison Lowry is one of the most important key role players that you'll find. He's the 6'4 senior for Simeon. We talk about Kizo Brown and Evan Gilliard and uh, Talon Horton Tucker, but Madison Lowry is a underrated wild card. Uh, with Simeon's team, and it's hard to get him off the floor. But uh, that Simeon-Joliet West uh, potential showdown is, is, could be pretty special for a semifinal game. You know, I, I like, you know, it's a, as a Joliet guy, it's a little upsetting to be the number five team in the area, you know, undefeated, maybe headed in if Joliet West can handle Romeoville, and then have two teams that could be better than you in your way to win Pontiac. However, these Curie and Simeon teams, to me, they're both thin. Neither team has shown very good depth, especially not considering what Simeon used to bring to this tournament. And that's going to be a major factor on that third day. Simeon has just always been able, whether it was the third place game against Juliet, the semis against whenever, they just can overwhelm the suburban teams with that depth they used to have on that second day. True. And I don't think they can do that this year. And for anybody's listening who's not familiar with Pontiac, completely different format than other tournaments. Well, most other tournaments because they play those, the, the two biggest games on the same day uh, with the semifinals and then uh, the championship game. So you're right with that. And I also just not only the depth, but what I think we've learned, even with the best teams, there really isn't an unbeatable team. I mean, it, that some, Curie and Simeon, they may go 28-2 and two or 27-1, and one, I don't know, but there's going to be close calls like there was last night, like there has been with some of these teams. And and uh, when you get this field together in the unique atmosphere of Pontiac where we've seen so many different crazy things happen at Pontiac, uh, yeah, it's not – is as good as these two are at one and two, and Joliet West unbeaten. Would it shock you if if any of these teams are unbeaten before the the final? No, I mean, I mean we don't know how good Bloomington is. They're also unbeaten. You know, they're the four right. seed in this coming in, and they could cause a lot of trouble. So, who is your sleeper out of this field? I'm gonna go with just because of who they are and what they do, Bennett. Is, is a sleeper to me, especially I got a, a little kickstart with their win over Fenwick. So I've got Benwick, uh, Bennett as my sleeper also because just their style, system type of play, and, and, and although their road is really tough, they, they, they play a talented Bloomington team, but I like that matchup for them as far as how Bloomington plays. Bloomington loves to speed it up and get it up and down the floor and – I can see Bennett dissecting them a little bit and then really putting a scare into Curie uh, in that semifinal. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Oak Park. They've got a nightmare first-round matchup at 9 a.m. against St. Charles North. That's why I didn't pick that one, right? Yeah, a team who could very well be ranked. But I don't think it's a stretch to think that Oak Park could be the deepest team here. I mean, they can run out a lot of talent. I mean, I've seen them a couple times now, and there's you know a couple sophomores on that bench that only get in occasionally that are really good and have some size. Oak Park is deep, but they've just got a difficult run. they got St. Charles North and then Simeon. But I'm going to give them the sleeper tag just because I think there is a lot of potential there. And they're my team with the most approved. Even though, Mike, they've proven a lot because they, they, they've had a very competitive schedule. Not a great, you know, they're not with high-ranking teams other than lost to Fenwick. But they've played a very competitive schedule. They've handled themselves well. Jared Scott, uh, the senior, their two seniors, Cameron Gross and, and Jared Scott, have been just rocks for them. And I, I just think that they are the team, even though they have proven a lot to me, this is kind of their platform to showcase, all right, we are, we can be mentioned uh, with, with some of these best teams. And that 9 a.m. game is a, is a tough one in any tournament. And then you had to play a 8-1 or a 9-1 St. Charles North. That's the best first-round game probably in any holiday tournament. And, and it's at 9 a.m. So, you know, I, I, I like your sleeper pick, but they're also my pick for the team the most approved. You got to go beat St. Charles North. And then, and I'm not, I'm not even saying you have to beat Simeon, but just go play toe to toe with Simeon in that second round. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. No doubt that Oak Park, uh, St. Charles North. My, that's also, you know, my first round matchup. Uh, but to me, the team with the most approved is really clear it's Joliet West. They need to beat Simeon. And that sounds like a crazy thing to say, but th- this team has high goals. I mean, their goal, they're not happy with their number five ranking. They want to get to Peoria. They think they can win in Peoria. And this group of kids needs to beat the, one of the public league powers. I mean, at the very least, it has to go down to the wire. You know, they can't have another game in, P- in Pontiac where the CPS power, Simeon or Curie, kills them. You know, yeah, and they can't lay an egg for sure, yeah. but I don't think they are. I don't think they're capable of laying an egg. I think they're too good. And you know, they've got the win over North Lawndale. They play Simeon here, potentially Curie, and then they play Whitney Young down the road. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess my take is I just don't. I mean, unless they get blown out by double digits or something like that, uh, a loss to Simeon. Another no, I, blowout I, I, loss, which they've had well, several okay, yeah. of. But you said they, they, they have to beat Simeon. I don't think they have to beat Simeon to prove to me that they are legitimate. That's, a, that's just my gut with, with Joliet West. Yeah, I mean, I think they're legitimate. But to prove to themselves and everyone that they can actually do this state run, I think they need at least to, have a, to lose by two you know, or something. It's got to be close. It can't even be a 10-point loss at this point. So that being said, do you have Joliet West or Simeon winning that semifinal game? Oh, I have to go with my guys. I I have Joliet West the whole way, man. (laughs) All right. I've got Simeon over Joliet West. I I think it's going to be, I mean, I know we're forecasting way down the road here, but that that is one semifinal game that that really gets me juiced up. And then I've got uh, Bennett Curie in the other semifinal. Bennett, Who you got? Hold on, my mind's blocked. Yes, I also have Bennett Curie. Um, although, you know, I feel like I'm not sure that's the right pick. I feel like Bloomington should get a lot more credit 
for being unbeaten, and, and they've beaten some good teams. So. Really hard when you haven't seen them. Exactly, I, mean, I saw them in the yeah. summer, but it's yeah. just tough. And, and I, I, I go back to what I said. I like the Bennett Bloomington matchup. Uh, just there's the the that those two teams matching up with each other. And then I got Simeon over Curie in a final. So you got Joliet West or Curie? Joliet West over Curie. All right, we're Joliet doing West. it all, man. It's going to be one heck of a uh, funny. Can't wait for your March picks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about Hinzel Central? The uh, I, I think we you agree Bolingbrook is the team to beat. You know I had trouble HF. with that. I had, I, had, I had a lot of trouble with picking Bolingbrook over HF as the team. Yeah, to beat. I mean HF has proven more. The resume's better. Bolingbrook really hasn't. Well, they haven't played many games. You and I talked about it the other day. They, I think they're six and zero. They've only played yeah. six under their belt. So. I just I got that 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 look of them against Romeoville. I know Romeoville hasn't maybe lived up to what a lot of people thought here in the early going with a young team, but they just look so stinking good, Mike. And, yeah, and they have a much easier. I mean, HF ended up with a pretty horrible first round matchup against Saint Viator. But yeah, Saint Viator, a team that's yeah done some damage against highly ranked teams. So yeah. that's true. And I I just think that well, and and it's it's a potential matchup if we get down to that road of HF Bolingbrook, which could be the first of three matchups. But I think those are your favorites and your top challengers at one and two. Um, and then I got a sleeper that uh, was St. Charles East because of their, their shooting ability. Um, their, they, they, kind of, they play loose in a good way. And I just think you know they, they could make a run here. Uh, and if they can, you know, get through a somewhat challenging bracket for them because they got a 9.30 a.m. game and then maybe Marion Catholic in the second round. But Bolingbroke-St. Charles East, that's set up that way. That's a dangerous game. By the way, Bolingbroke, I mean, they got to play some – I mean, HF, we just said, has a tougher first-round game. But you never want to – if Maine South beats Westinghouse, Bolingbroke-Maine South, eesh, that's just a – potential ugly matchup there for for Bolingbroke yeah my but. sleeper is St. Viator I thought about St. Charles East too but that second round matchup against Marion's tough whereas if St. Viator can't upset HF I see them in the semis you know I think they can get right through that Rockford Auburn Richards winner most likely so I'm gonna go with Viator even though I'm very puzzled by the team I saw them you know it was the first week of the season over Thanksgiving I just didn't see a team that was going to be upsetting ranked teams with regularity. They they have some individual talent. I mean, they they've got some young kids. Yeah, the young I mean, kids looked promising. It was the older players that I had. Some yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're kind of what. Not that I would expect them to beat Bennett or who's the other to win. Um, Conan. Conan. Yeah. Uh, I I just uh, I don't know. I but I, I do have a team that the team that you. Kind of picked on a little bit last podcast, maybe. Stevenson is my team Wait, the most sorry. True. Conan beat St. Viator. Who was the other Viator upset? Uh, I don't have Viator in my... Sorry, I didn't want to be wrong. Um, I don't have Oh, Marion but... Catholic. It was Marion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Marion and Bennett. But, yeah, I mean, they... Just going back to Viator real quick. They beat... <laughs> How about that? They beat HF. HF, Marion, and Bennett for a team that is... What are they? They were like three, three and six. six. Yeah. So they'd be four and six with three wins over 
at the time they played them top 20 teams. So, uh, but yeah, I think Stevenson is the team for me with the most approved. Uh, you kind of made that point a little bit that you saw them the one night, they didn't, they didn't show up and they took a loss to prospect. So I think Justin Smith, it's your time, pretty big stage holiday tournament. Uh, you do have to play the host team, Hinsdale Central, in the opening round. And, uh, but I, I think Stevenson, if they are a legit, bona fide top 20 team, uh, you got to make a run here. Yeah, definitely. For, for me, my team with the most approved is definitely Marion Catholic. This is a team that it's, it passes the look test. They have beaten some really good teams. And they're gonna really gonna have to prove it here because I mean they have a tough opening matchup against a underrated, really solid and well traveled, kind of experienced young team in Urban Prep Englewood. Then they've got maybe St. Charles East. Then they could have bowling. It's a total mess for them to get through. But this is a team that a lot has been expected of for two years now, and this is also their first time here. You know they left the Dipper, so to me, Marion Catholic really needs to step up and make a run. Yeah, and I was really impressed. I mean, if there's one team I was impressed the most with and they lost this season, it was probably Marion Catholic in that uh, marathon yeah. overtime game with HF. So, I, you know, they've got guard play with, and, and they've got a little bit of shooting. They got some size. I mean, they got a nice blend. And you're, I mean, that's very easily a, a team I could have gone with the most approved. I do. I'm going to ride my sleeper though, St. Charles East. Uh, I got them in the semifinal playing Bowling or uh, yeah Bolingbrook, and then I've got HF over Stevenson in my other summer. I've got uh, Marion Central or sorry Marion Catholic in Bolingbrook, and then HF Stevenson, and then I've got the title game is, is tough for me. I think it's going to be a Marion HF rematch, and I think Marion takes it. I'm gonna go. I've pumped up Bolingbrook so much, I gotta keep going with them. So I'm gonna go Bolingbrook until they lose. But Bolingbrook over HF in the final, and I very not very confident with picks in this tournament. I just think that that this this thing could go in a lot of different directions. Yeah, because that that's the like second tier of teams is strong. You, you, so that, the more I look at this tournament, Mike, it's. It became more underrated to me as the as I looked at these matchups and then these teams because I think there's some teams here who are pretty good who nobody gives any credit towards or to. I mean, and you know, we haven't even talked about a, a Crete Moni with Dwayne Rose. We haven't even talked about DePaul Prep with all their young talent. Um, but Westinghouse can give Bolingbrook a game. Westinghouse, in Russian, who's yeah. been lights out for them, uh, putting up big numbers for Westinghouse. So. And then, and then nobody ever, ever, no matter how good or how bad they are, no one ever wants to play Maine South. So I mean, it's just a, it's a different type of field that you really have to analyze and break down to realize, okay, it's pretty good. I like this field. I mean, yeah, and you could have a fun game with two high flying, you know, Division One athletes down there in the Stevenson if Cremoni gets through. You know, Dwayne Rose against Justin Smith, that'd be fun. First round matchups: Hinsdale Central versus Proviso West of first round matchups. Um, you know, I, I thought it was Hinsdale Central, but I've been going back and forth now. I think it's pretty close. Yeah, it is close. Yeah. I mean, there's there are some teams we didn't talk about at, at, at Proviso West, too, that, that are pretty solid, like a Downers North and 
Um, you know, but there's been some, yeah. So, but uh, we'll go on to York, the big, big whopping. Hey, Joe, do, do you want to put Proviso and Hinsdale together and have a 32 team tournament? No, I'd like to do that. Pluck. I'd like to keep one monster tournament together at 16 teams. I don't like the 32 team. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it would. <laughs> I mean, if you go back in history yeah. and you you take away some of all. Who was a mainstay here? Um, HF was a regular proviso, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Stevenson was there with the Brunson years. Glenbrook I mean, North, Hinsdale Central. I mean, you. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, on to the actual 30, 32 team. 32 yeah. team, yeah. Uh, York, real quick, do you like 32 teams? The idea of 32 teams? Um, See, I hated it at Proviso West for one major reason. Yeah. The second gym was, was bad. Pathetic. Yeah. And because it was Proviso West. Well, that, you're right, too. York tried something different, yeah, which I give them credit for. They also have a legitimate second gym where loser bracket games can be played. Uh, but that it, said, it, it makes my head hurt. It's hard to yeah, like, when I look at break it, it down. And yeah. The other thing is I just – it's just the lay of the land, I think, at York. It's just every team is so like – you talk about brackets impossible to, to map out. I mean, it's there's so many evenly matched teams. There's so many, which is good, which you want in a tournament. But I, and a lot of teams that are geographically similar and even styles of play that are somewhat similar. It's just you would you wouldn't think you'd get that with 32 teams, but yet we have it. I think at York, uh, but I think with I don't know who you have, but with their with their recent win, uh, with Conan's recent win, I've got them as the favorite. I was high on them at the beginning of the year. They stumbled a bit, looked out of sorts offensively, got the big win uh, over the weekend over Bennett. And the Jimmy Sotos, Ryan Davis, and a, and a senior-laden team with size, they, they get the edge as my favorite at York. Yeah, they're my favorite as well. Maybe, although I'm going to put a, a disclaimer on that, I think that's in large part because I haven't seen the other contenders, so it's hard for me to get behind them. You know, I haven't seen St. Pat's, I haven't seen Downers South yet, I haven't even seen Stag, and so I feel like I'm, I'm not sure if I'd stick with Conan if I'd seen some of the other teams, but just based on what I do know, I'm going with Conan as a favorite. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, Downers South I was a little down on, but they've rattled off some wins here since yeah. dropping two. Uh, Dennis Elgovich is, is one of the premier elite shooters and he has been playing at a pretty high level shooting the basketball. So down in the South is probably my top challenger. They lost to St. Charles North and St. Joseph by 15, 18 points. And while, and, and they've won four straight since then, including the, the rival win over Downers North. So down South got a little going right now, heading into York. And I, I, I put them as my top challenger. With my sleeper being Brother Rice. Mm, my, my top challenger is St. Pat's. They dropped that game to De La Salle early in the season, you know, like the third day of the season. It was a close-ish game. And 
None of their other wins are super great, but they're 8-1. and one. They have size. I like their guards. I think they've got a nice backcourt that can shoot it. So I'm going to go with St. Pat's as my top challenger. And my sleeper is Stag because I love John Content, and I can't help it. Stag does have some interesting scores. Uh, and they've and they've won a lot of games in a row, I think. I mean, I think they've rattled off. Uh, I, I just think Brother Rice... I love teams that can shoot the basketball, man. And and Mike Shepsky and Josh Niego. Josh Niego and Mike Shepsky could be the most unheralded, you know, backcourt duo, uh, perimeter duo in the Chicago area. I mean, nobody talks about them. They both put up numbers. They both shoot the ball well. Uh, you know, Brother Rice's resume is missing, you know, the big win. It's a chance here to get one. Uh, if, they, if they make a run eventually. I mean, they lost to Joliet West by – by 13 and they they've lost to oak park by three so you've lost to two highly ranked teams the lincoln way east win is nice yeah they, they, no they, they, i mean they've beaten crete monee they've beaten thornwood so i mean they've got some wins i i just think they could make a run in this tournament and uh and that that's my sleeper for brother reason brother rice is my sleeper and then this little category mike i'm gonna go off the um off the plan here. There are so many t- teams with the most to prove. You can just take your pick. I mean, I, I mean, I had St. Pat's as my one of my teams. I've had uh, Naperville North, who has stumbled after being preseason ranked yeah. and heavy expectations. They got a lot to prove. Lions Township, who I was super high on, loved them in the summer. Connor Nego, I saw them play Oak Park, and eesh, it, it was not the team I saw this summer. And Timothy Christian is seven and one. We haven't even mentioned them in any podcast. I don't think they're seven and one. I, there is a lengthy list. Wheaton North, a team, another team I was really high on. Uh, they were a, a, a team that I considered putting as my sleeper, and I actually have going deep in this bracket based on what the how the bracket shapes up. So there are just a bunch of teams that <laughs> this is your tournament, you could, Joe. <laughs> you could well. I mean, this is the one thing you find out. Regardless of not having the Simeons and the Curies and the Morgan Parks and the Youngs and all of those teams in this this tournament, what you do, what I do come away with every year is a team that does go five and zero out of here. It does that. That says something because you're beating. Does you know, it though? Because it's going to be it yours. Does for me because <laughs> you're putting together. You're not getting that signature win, but you're putting together some some quality wins in a row. And I think that says something to win. And I think they, to win this tournament, you got to beat three pretty good teams. And I, I just think going to five and zero oh in any tournament is really tough. This isn't a, I mean, this isn't an awful tournament. I mean, it, it, it's no, but just wacky stuff happens. And it seems like whoever winds up in the title game doesn't necessarily, it doesn't translate to the rest of the season is what I've seen. Uh, I mean, like Forrest with, Boudreaux never lost a game all year long, you know. I mean, other than Stevenson, uh, they won this tournament. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a tournament that is underrated by people like us. <laughs> I, I just, I think we kind of just poo-poo it too much. Where I think if you go up and down, you, you you're gonna have to put together because you know, Mike. I mean, you. Five games, I know it's not that big a difference between four, but five and five days or five. Uh, this year it is actually five in a row, isn't it? Five. Yeah, you play yeah they go right through. I mean, you're bound to have a clunker. And 
So I just think it says a little bit about the mentality of the team and, and what they are able to accomplish over those five days coming out of their 5-0. and My uh, team with the most to prove is simple. It's down or south. I mean, they've been preseason ranked the last two seasons. We talk about them an awful lot. It's time to put up here and make a run at a holiday tournament. And that segues into my best first-round matchup game. TF South, 5-4, and 4-0 in the South Suburban Blue. Uh, you know, they played down or south in that opening round game. I, I you know, I, I don't, I, mean, I still have down or south winning that game. I got down or south going all the way to the semis, but that's a dangerous first round game. Yeah, that's the same for me. I think that's pretty clear. None of the other first round games really seem horribly exciting, except for maybe Oswego St. Pat's. And then I've got Conant down or south in one semifinal, and I got, you're actually, I got, your, I think it was your sleeper, St. Pat's. Was that your sleeper? Challenger. Challenger, top challenger. Yeah, I've got them in the semis over Wheaton North. Hey, Wheaton hey. North going to put it together, get to the semifinals. I've got uh, Conant against York in the semis and Manuka against Stag. Hmm. You have to go wild. It's York. Wild stuff happens. Yes, and there's been some wild scores with Manuka. Um <laughs> Since uh, that hot start, I mean, you, you get crushed by the two Joliets. Crushed. But they did beat the Steelmen earlier in the year, which is one of the better wins anybody in this tournament has. Yeah, 46-21 last score, though. Um, that fits I, the, the York style. I've got, yeah, I've got Conant over St. Pat's in the championship. I have York over Stag. York? Yeah. Winning the title. They're always killing people in this tournament. Wow. I'm tired of not picking them. York all the way. They're not even having a good year, but I don't care. It's Riding a three-game losing streak. That's right. <laughs> no, they have played all every single game they've lost. Has been, they've, played, they've played West Aurora tough, Oak Park tough, Downers North tough. Actually, I'm looking it up. They, they've lost by five, two, and five to those uh, three teams. And so. they play so – there is not a, a host school in the entire state – that plays better in their holiday tournament than York, year in and year out. Yeah, definitely better than Pontiac. Yeah, I mean, all I do is sit here and keep filling out York and going, huh, how'd they win? <laughs> so this year I'm going to ride them. How about Wheeling? Uh, our, 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 we talked a lot about this team. I don't know how anybody can say that they're not the favorite, and I think a significant, significant favorite, Fremd. Uh, they're unbeaten. They've been impressive uh, in how they do it. Uh, I, I mean, I think they're clearly the favorite in this game or in this tournament. Yeah, they are. Um, the, and the more I think about it, just thinking about that the other day, it, I guess this is kind of an off the topic and put you on the spot here, but forget. I think I know where you're going. Forget which team has the most talent that you've seen this year, but who is the team that you've seen play the best? This yeah. season, to me, it's Frem. As far as execution, yeah, uh, playing within their within their pieces, yeah, and just and, doing what they do, and, <laughs> and and comfortable in their own skin, and that's Frem. It's it's very Bennett like dissecting some some you know their their parts here of, of how they get this done, uh, but it's clearly the you know. A, a team that that flourishes because of those things, 
And and I'll, another off-topic thing, and I've got friend winning this tournament just to get through it, but they're undefeated. And, Mike, I, I got a story coming out here pretty quick. They could run they, – they, there's only one team in my mind that could realistically run the table and go unbeaten this season. They probably won't. I'm going to say they won't, but it's friend. I mean, that's partly due to this – I look – Kind of look at their schedule down the January and February. It's not the uh, the toughest schedule, and they'll have Conant in January in a rematch. But if they get through this tournament undefeated, and even that much more confidence and a little you know mojo going forward, I mean, it, this is a team that that could run the table. And they'll have that Conant game at home. It'll be at Fram. Right. So right. yeah, I think uh, to me this tournament. Before we get into the bracket, this is the one that is. The only, and I usually have an issue with this. I usually, if you go back in the last couple of years, this bracket's messed up. I think the brackets are really good this year, except for Wheeling. I think Wheeling's a total disaster, where the lower half is so much stronger than the top half, and that makes Fremd such an even. They were already the oh, best yeah, team I mean, because you've got um, Waukegan, Prospect, and Notre Dame are all right. The say, those are the three best challengers. I've got. Waukegan and Prospect as my top two challengers. I think Waukegan's just, I'm going to say this line all year long. They're just dangerous. And when they, if and when, or when and if they put it together, they are going to be really good down the stretch this season. I don't know if they're there yet, but athletically, talent-wise, they've got some youth, which you have to overcome, but... This is a really talented team that, that's kind of the – it's like a 180-degree turn from Fremd, and then you get to Waukegan uh, of what they have to offer and the type of team and style they play. But I think Waukegan is a very dangerous threat to Fremd in this tournament. And then obviously Prospect because yeah. Prospect – Yeah, Prospect's my top challenger. I'm... Yeah, I mean those two teams are – are, are, I think are definitely two and three right behind Fremd. And, and they're meeting in the second round. Yeah, 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 and that's that's it goes to your 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 defense of the brackets being yeah that's really, it's really unfortunate bit. yeah because your two are both of us have them as two and three and yet they're playing in a second round matchup in yeah. a tournament that's not absolutely it's not like it's loaded so um, I can't remember when these brackets came out. I know Prospect had lost to Hersey in overtime so I don't know if that kind of bumped them down but. But since then, they've rattled off four straight wins, including a win over Stevenson. Uh, so, yeah, so Prospect is is going to have a tough, you know, second-round game with the Waukegan, but either one of those get through. My sleeper is Libertyville. Uh, they're, they're a pedestrian 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They also have what I think is probably the toughest first-round game in this tournament. Maine West is, we haven't talked about them at all. They're 6-3, and three, tied for the top spot in the Central Suburban League North. But I think Libertyville with Drew Peterson, a really versatile, talented junior who's had some big, big games this year. Uh, so obviously he's capable of kind of putting a team on his shoulders here and there. So I got Libertyville as my sleeper, even though they're, they are just 5-5. Five and five. Yeah, my sleeper's Niles North. Um, they made an impression on me last season in the playoffs. Some of those young kids when I saw them, Demario Franklin especially has breakout potential. They're just six and three two. Losses are to Evanston, New Trier, and DePaul Prep. They got a nice win over Maine South. 
demolished a decent lane team by 20. I mean, they're not a team you can really bank on because they are young and they're up and down, but I definitely like the potential that Niles North has, and they've got a pretty decent, you know, run until they get into, I mean, they would have to play Libertyville in the second round. That's a good game uh, for sure. The second round games here are actually pretty decent because the brackets got a little goofy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just going to Niles North. My, my team, the most approved, partly I, I was. I think there's two teams for me. I just because one, I had Waukegan ranked so high in the preseason, more higher than anybody, and I still believe they are a, potentially a top 25 team, but they got to prove it here. Um, and then Notre Dame, uh, I just, I mean, I, I I didn't have Notre Dame ranked in the preseason, but I did have some, you know, some pretty big expectations and. And I don't want to pick on them because I may mean, think they're what seven and two or eight and two. I mean they they've and they've lost to Bennett and Fremd, uh, but they just they haven't looked as good as I thought maybe they would look. And so for that reason, I've got Fremd as my team, or I'm sorry, Notre Dame as my team with the most proof. Yeah, no doubt about that. Notre Dame's the team with the record. They're the program that you know. Wins a lot. They want to be ranked. They think they deserve to be. Their two losses are to very good teams and close games. You know, well, I guess not. Frem beat them by 14. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely the one with the most approved. They also have the most upside. I don't think either one of us would be shocked if they won this thing. And I don't know if that's the case, really, for any of the other teams to prove we've picked, except for me and uh, Marion at Hinsdale. So, yeah, a lot of upside there and a lot to prove. And they have – I mean, I don't want to – say it's a breeze but they basically have the freest pass into the semis of any team we've of any tournament we've looked at yeah i've got waukegan playing notre dame in the semis i've got waukegan beating notre dame and then i've got fremd beating libertyville in the semis i've got notre dame beating waukegan and fremd beating niles north and then i got fremd over waukegan i have fremd over notre dame so we got fremd going (laughs) january unbeaten Wow, we are. So I've got two, my last two tournaments, I got Mid-Suburban League. Got a lot of Mid-Suburban League love lately. And, and we've taken some heat for lack of Mid-Suburban League coverage the last few years, couple years in the podcast, haven't we? Yeah, Mid-Suburban League is just a, a half-full gym of people complaining about there not being a shot clock. <laughs> in my experience that might be deservedly so I mean, <laughs> yeah. but uh i got frem and conan both winning these tournaments york and wheeling um those are our big previews and we, you know there's a lot of other tournaments that are really good tournaments mike around the state that let's i try have, to get yeah, to let's have a moment of silence for the fact that we did not have Oof. the dip, the big dipper in our big preview section. That's just, that's sad yeah. for high school basketball. It's sad for the South suburbs. So many years of being one of the high profile events of the year and creating a different type of energy that you see at that tournament. And really, I just got a different vibe down there yeah. um, than any other tournament when you go to it, when it's, when it's at its peak. And, you're right. It's just, oh, I mean, it's it's dead. But uh, and and I don't have a whole lot to talk about other than Thornton. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean Thornton wins this thing, right? I I don't know. Um, they got they. I would have if they were in the other bracket. 
They gotta deal with Rich South probably in that semi. And I'm and Thornton hasn't really proven a whole lot this year. So I think that's gonna be a little tough for them. And the other so, top and bracket's de- a mess. Your defense of so the so is Thornton if Thornton the winner of this, if Thornton wins this, who deserves more credit? The winner at York or the winner of this tournament? Because you just said, does it say a lot about the York winner, which I completely disagree with. I want to know if, if you're going to tell me if Thornton wins this, it says a lot about Thornton. Not really, no. Okay. All they right. wouldn't have to beat a, you know, a ranked team to do it, but you can easily win York without beating a ranked team. Yeah. but I, I, There's 32 I, teams there, and there's one that's ranked. There's going to be a lot of teams. I should say a lot. That How many teams have been in your rankings at York? At least right four, okay, four or five. And there's probably one or two more that'll creep in there that you haven't ranked yet, is my guess. Uh, anyway, I, 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 I've taken Thornton. I don't think Thornton loses. You got your guy, Alonzo Verge. Come on. You do, but yeah. The thing is, that the, I don't understand why the best team has the only tough game. It, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. There's nobody in that top bracket. Not a lot makes sense right now with yeah, the different like, that You can uh, see. So it, it's sad. I wonder what attendance will be like. I mean, well, I won't. I won't be there for. Actually, I didn't go last year either. That was. Just, I'd gone to Dipper at least. Made an appearance at Dipper, I think, every year, except for last year, and then this year I won't be going. I mean, so. do these Indiana schools? No, well, that's true. I, I I shouldn't say Thornton's going to roll through since I don't know what. Yeah, Hammond is a huge school. I, I know nothing about the Indiana schools. So. Yeah, Michigan City is a huge school. So yeah, Gary Bowman. Is one of those renegade programs that seems to always have good players. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, what do you want to hit next? Centralia, well, top-heavy Chicago area. Oh, State Farm? Yeah. I mean, at Bloomington, normal. And it's a tournament I like. Uh, you State Farm people, you put it together. You, you, you hospitality-wise, terrific. I don't like the two different sites. I, I hate that part where they bounce between Illinois Wesleyan and Normal West. I just don't like – I like – one central location for my tournament. But, you know, there are some, if you look at I me, mean, North Lawndale, very good, ranked team. Are they still in your rankings? Yes? Yeah. Wheaton South, not in your rankings, but will be. Well, I don't should know about be, that, yeah. They're undefeated. I mean, they're on the bubble, is what I'm saying. Uh, Thornwood, decent. I mean, I, you've got, some and then Joliet Central, who's are they eight and one, nine and no, one? No, they were almost in the rankings. So you're talking about some teams that are having some decent years and have some potential playing in this tournament down in the central state of Illinois. Uh, that's not a you know, it's not a great tournament, but it's not bad either. Yeah, Zion's five and one. I mean, nobody yeah. talked about them all year, but I think they beat Thornwood in that matchup. Thornwood's scores have not been um really attractive they're a four and four team that just you know they don't have a decent win they've lost anybody decent they've played so and, and people who aren't familiar with the tournament i mean north lawndale is is the one seed in this tournament but you know there's some programs around the state that are highly respected that are there normal u-high rock island rockton hananega um you know I, you're talking about a tournament that doesn't have a ton of star power but Again, I mean, it's going to be a quality tournament and a, and, a, and a very good measuring stick for 
for some teams down there. Yeah, uh, even normal is what two years off of a state appearance, and after they beat Simeon, they don't yeah. look like they're very good this year. They're like the eleven. I mean, North, North Chicago struggled. They're down there, so I, it's just uh, I don't know. I, other years, I've always called it the most underrated tournament. I don't think it's as strong as some other years uh, this year uh, that we that I've seen in comparison. So, but. You know, it's uh, I'll be interested to see if North Lionel can get out of there with four wins. Just it'll be the stra- it could have the strangest game of the uh, the a possible semi between North Lawndale and Wheaton Warrenville South. Ooh, that's kind of <laughs> intriguing. Yeah, I like that. But just on a college court too. I gotta look at <laughs> so. that schedule at four p.m. on the 29th and see if there's any way of fitting in with my Pontiac run. Yeah, that is a weird, weird game. Uh, but I mean. I went down there and saw North Lawndale, I think it was two years ago, in one of the single worst performances I've seen from a public league team out of their element. Uh, just, they, they didn't even have a coach, I don't think. It was, it was just, it was a debacle. But it, it is a, it's a trip down there. You stay down there. You get some funky times and matchups and gyms and games. But uh, I, I think it's a good test for North Lawndale to get out of their comfort zone and to play in this tournament. And then I'm going to let you pick on Marist a little bit as we look at Centralia Holiday Tournament. Uh, we talked about it. I got coming out my, a story coming out, Mike, with, I mean, boy, Marist has played nobody. They are, I think, a very good team on paper with a whole lot to prove. And I know you poo-pooed Centralia Tournament a couple of weeks ago, I think, that they're not going to, not very good. It's not as bad as I mean TF North is another team we haven't talked about. They're down there. I think they've only got one loss, right? Yeah. Uh Champagne Central is a very good team. Uh with Tim Finke, they're one of the top juniors in the state. O'Fallon's always a solid program. So I mean Marist isn't playing one of the juggernauts of the Chicagoland area, but they will go down there. Doesn't Jacksonville have a player? You said that I think last podcast. That's yeah, first yeah. I mean, I, I and in anybody who's not been, I've been there one time, and this is a unique, really great tournament to play in and to be a part of, and that's why some of these teams continually go down. Maris has been going down there for years, uh, but it, it's an opportunity to, for for them, I think, to get Michael Bryan on board. Or are you? Well, you had him. I have them very highly ranked. I think Marist is very good. When I saw them last year, that's why I'm not big on Brother Rice. They just handled Brother Rice, and it's basically the same kids back for both teams. I think Marist is very good, and it disgusts me that they've played Southland twice this season. And Johnson. And Johnson and Bowen. (laughs) And, I mean, I just don't get what's going on with this stuff. What are they getting from this? Well, some wins, but I, uh, <laughs> I mean, they'll have plenty of time to prove uh, who they are uh, between this tournament and then you're playing Bennett, Marion Catholic, and Brother Rice in a ten-day stretch in January. And believe me, I and I know you are uh, agree with this that they are a talented team with some really good pieces and. And playing Whatever. East Suburban Catholic teams plus their non-conference schedule, it will in no way get them ready for a playoff run in that sectional. 
Well, and they're sectional. You're, you're, I mean, there's going to be some beasts, so yes. I mean, it's, that's a, good it's a disastrous formula because these suburban Catholic teams just do not bring, even when they're really good, you know, they don't bring what some of the other South Suburban or City teams will um, in the style yeah, of the play. Yeah, just the, the look and the yeah. athleticism of, you know. But, uh, you know, I, 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 TF North, another team, they have every starter back, I think, from last year. Uh, I haven't seen them. I don't think anybody's paid attention to them. They may be overlooked. We don't know yet, but I think this is a chance. I mean, if yeah. TF North goes down there and, I don't know, wins a thing, I mean, I, I'm i going to have to get out and see them pretty quick in January. I mean, they have that Bogan win. They caught notice right away with that Bogan win, but then I found out that was without Bogan seniors, basically, because they weren't eligible yet. So that kind of knocked them off the radar a little bit. Um, but, yeah. I can't even... I can't even keep track of Bogan. I, I, between their scores and who's playing, and I, I mean, I mean they I gave don't... Morgan Park a heck of a game. I know, but then just were embarrassed by Simeon. Yeah, in no. eighty-six to fifty-six. No doubt about that. I mean, TF North's beaten Sterling, um, Bogan, Phillips, Shepherd, Oaklawn, Evergreen Park, and Eisenhower. They lost to Rock Island by ten, but that was. Uh, a, game, a day in which they played two games. So. so they have not, other than the Bogan win, they have not. No. Uh, yeah, they don't have a win. That's of any consequence. So, uh, but yeah, so TF North and Maris, two teams, we don't know, you know, how good they are. Uh, they'll go down to the far southern part of the state. and Also, just... Edison Trail in there, we should mention, because yes. they're, they're yeah. off to a nice start. Um, Got off to a nice start, and then I think they've dropped some, yeah bit here but yeah um and then geneva out in dekalb uh favorite there they could another team that could come out of the holidays still unbeaten they're nine and oh dekalb is not a very strong tournament uh chance for them to pick up four more wins and come into january 13 and oh yeah that could be what geneva maybe a geneva ridgewood uh title game yeah but uh no it's a fun time busy time mike for high school basketball fans, other than March, it's probably the best uh, four or five, six days of the year for high school basketball purposes. And uh, I know you'll be locked in at Pontiac. I will be bouncing around a little bit. Um, bad, bad year to bounce around. That's one of the things about this year. Oh, it is bad. We talked year, about that. Yeah. Everything's kind it's, of the same days. But uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a whole lot more coverage post-holiday tournament in the next podcast, so. The post-holiday tournament podcast will be our 50th. So, how about that? Are you, are you going to get me a gift? Uh, what do you get for a 50th podcast? <laughs> 50th anniversary. New headphones? Yeah. <laughs> no idea. You know what I would like for my gift for the 50th podcast? little Joliet West uh, Pontiac tournament title and a Tivion Kirk AC Williamson award winner. That's... Uh, yeah, you got a big three months out of you. That's you what know, I want. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see if we can pull that off. It's going to be quite the celebratory uh, podcast if that happens. But enjoy uh, watching everything for the next week, and thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.